What up, everybody? This is Sage the God, and this is episode three of Meet My Boys. Today, I have an artist I'm really excited to talk to. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Tell us your name. Tell us where you're from. Yadale, my name is King Pone, a.k.a. Sauce Pop Pop. If you don't know me, your bitch know me. And if she don't, she knows somebody who do. Coming straight out of Miramar, Florida, repping the FBA family before all. Just know that. Okay, Miramar. Okay, I was really wondering where you were from. <laughs> um, so tell me about Miramar. Like, what's it like? Um, I know there's a lot of Haitians out there. Definitely a lot of Haitians, <laughs> a lot of Jamaicans. Um, it's pretty normal. I mean, like, basically Miramar's a town like everybody migrated from. So like, there's people that came from Dade, you know what I'm saying, Palm Beach, like everywhere. So it's like a, like a hub, like a central location, like between Day and Broward. So like my backyard literally was Day County. So like we would walk to Miami corner store, you feel me? And go back to Broward like within about short like time span. So it's like the hood is the backyard and then the front yard is kind of suburban. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little suburban, more um a little upscale more it feels. Yeah, like, it looks like that. Like <laughs> but it's us. not? Originally when it was built, it was all like white people, you know what okay. I'm saying, older people. So everybody came in and mm -hmm. things changed, you know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't say it's like a crime-ridden neighborhood, but shit happens, shit gets real. Okay. Like Miramar is just really a town of just like hustling and asking. Mm -hmm. That's it, like everybody got some type of hustle somehow. Definitely. Okay, so you were born and raised Florida. I was born in New York, moved to Florida when I was three. Okay. And I've been living here ever since. Ever since. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you said New York. I'm from New York. Like, what's up? What's up? Okay, um, so what do you feel like it was like growing up in Florida? Like, I feel like it's... I love that shit. Yeah? Straight up. Like, I, I can't think of growing up anywhere else because, like, because of where I grew up. Like, I feel like I'm cultured because of where I grew up. Like... I grew up with Chicos, Jamaicans, Haitians, Bahamians, like anything you can think of is down here. So like if you want to catch an experience, like all you got to do is drive a couple minutes this way or a couple minutes that way and it's like a whole new world. You know what I'm saying? That's so, exactly what I was about to say. I'm like, you can be in so many different parts and it's like a whole different place. Like you absolutely. got the beach side with the locals that'll be mad, chill and calm. Then you have like South Beach. And there's a lot of, of places that people don't know about Florida when they come down here. Do you feel that way? Like, I feel, I feel like when I first started coming down here, all I thought about was South Beach. And now that I'm down here, it's like, wow, no, there's like, you know. My young nigga described it like the best to me the other day. He was like, my, Florida's like four different states, like in one. Like you got South Beach, that's a state. You feel me? And you got Dade County, that's a state. Broward County's a state and Palm Beach and like Central Florida, like that's a state. A whole like, state. And, and Northern Florida, so mm -hmm. it's like five states, like everything, like every county has its own thing, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and people definitely don't realize how big it is. Yeah, and it's completely different everywhere you go, but then it's like still one and the same because it's just Florida, like, or South Florida for that matter. And I, one of the things that I really love about being down here um, is the large Haitian community. And I know that you mentioned that you're uh, Mr. Sauspoir. Yeah, definitely Sauspoir Poppy. Sauspoir Poppy, sorry. Um, so, like, how was that growing up? Like, just. Yeah, for me, I ain't had no pressure because I was never, like, like, I was always aware that I was Haitian. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, other niggas didn't want to be Haitian, but, like, that's what we were. So, like, me and the people that we was with, like, I was with, like, 
we didn't have that problem like, like being picked on because we were Haitian or like you didn't. Nah, not I me. did. Not me. Like, cause, I mean, me personally, like, you can't pick on me. That's one. Like, I'm just not that person. Like, you're not picking yeah, on me. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's not happening. Like, you got to catch yourself. You want to think twice if you want to start cracking on me because I might embarrass you. Like, that's what we did. Like, I, I was class clown, shit like that. So, you wasn't picking on me. And if you was picking on somebody else, you were getting beat up. Cause, mm -hmm. like, I didn't even have to fight for me. Like, I'll fight for somebody else. So. You wasn't playing that game. Like, no My game. school was a little bit more diverse, mm -hmm. so I was like one of the only Haitian kids. Okay. A lot of people didn't even know like what Haitian people were like yeah. even were. Where'd you grow up? Um, I grew up in Queens. Nice. Yeah, and I went to school in Flushing. Hold on, how you grew up in Queens and people don't know where Haitians are? That's where a lot of Haitians are. Um, well, they're more in like Cambria Heights, like yeah, Elma, but this was like this was this was like the '90s, and I went to a school with a lot of Asians and like. Hispanics and yeah. Indians, so I was like one of the only Haitian kids. And when people did think about Haitian people, mm -hmm. like around that time, they were thinking about AIDS and just and a whole bunch of like stigmas that you know surrounded it. And I feel like now it's like a cool thing to be Haitian. Every everybody's like starting to show respect, but I feel like Haitian. Florida was different because there's such a huge Haitian community. Do you feel that way? I mean, it, it was it's different in the sense of comfortability, definitely. Like in community wise, like if you grew up in a like semi or Haitian community, like you probably wouldn't feel that as much. Or if you grew up in a certain area, you would probably feel it. Like I know deep in day, like that was a big thing. Like you know what I'm saying because of the segregation of. Haitians and Cubans and shit like that, and Haitians and white kids, like and things like that. But like, when when I was coming up, like it was like you you would catch a joke, but like it was too many of us for you to say too many jokes. Like you know what I'm saying? So like you probably felt it more because you were isolated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, absolutely. For me, it was it was a little different. Like I just I don't know. I was just always taught to embrace what what I was and who I, like who I am and where I came from. So I just I never was ashamed. Like. I don't know, and I spoke a little Spanish too, so it was a little different, right? you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was just cool with everybody, like, that, me, that's just my personality, mm -hmm. like, look at my brother, that's my brother, like, I think he's Cuban as fuck, you know what I'm saying? But that's my brother, you can't tell me he not, so it's just like, that's how we grew up, and that's, I appreciate that about Florida or growing up in Miami or Broward or whatever the case may be, because, like, I never experienced, I can't say that I experienced racism like that, unless it was, like, police type racism like nobody's called me a nigger to my face like that ever okay like, you know what i'm saying like shit like that like but i, I mean i just see a ton of confederate man. flags do you ever feel like you get like looks when you're out i mean i'm always gonna get looks like <laughs> look at me like you know what i'm saying like low-key like they know, they know it's not regular when they see it but at the same time like i'm not pressed about them issues like if you're looking at me to start something for that like you need to really like reevaluate re your lifestyle right, and your right, way of right. thinking Cause that's not the type of smoke you want with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely not. Definitely not. So, um, what was your background like? Like, um, you know, you're growing up, and like, how did you like get into music? Did you play sports or anything? Um, I played sports growing up, like through middle school. I didn't really play too much in high school, but um, like I played soccer, basketball, baseball a little bit. Soccer. Are you nice? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean <laughs> middle school, like. I mean, I, I could hang now, but like, but I'm not being in sports like that anymore. But um, I got into music. I mean, I, I, I've always been into music, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, I played piano from when I was 
five Me to too. Like, until, yeah, because you Haitian. <laughs> <laughs> From when I was like five till I was like 13, 14, and I played like the drums. Dope, I always wanted to do that. So I played the drums for like five years. And um, I don't know, but like rap music, like rap music was just something I always admired. Like I adored it. Like, and then my mom told me no. So that was like even worse. Like <gasps> I had like gas to the fire. That was the you know same thing that happened to me. So that was it. Like, <laughs> I was like, when I was like 12, 13, I found me a Snoop Dogg CD. And it was a rap. Like, and I've been thugging ever since. Yeah, I feel like Haitian parents had like really strong feelings about how they wanted their kids to come out yeah, and there was like a negative you know yeah. idea about growing up like a black american which Absolutely. is you know yeah. not a negative thing but they associated that with bad just because of the perception that i feel like so your mom told you no hip-hop my mom was like what she was like rapper you don't be no rapper <laughs> <laughs> you don't be a doctor or a lawyer or something yeah and but low-key is like all her fault though like, all she did was play music in the house. All she did was give me instruments and shit like that. I just fucked around and got some shit that I really got attached to and loved, like, and that was the one, you know what I'm saying? But, like, that's all her fault. She gonna have to blame herself for the Grammys and all that. Like, that's, like, if she don't like it, oh, well, like... No, there's, like, this <laughs> meme about Haitian parents. It's, like, they will, like, not support your dreams, and then at the end, when you win, they're like, oh, my God, I believed in you the whole entire time. I don't know, I think my mom's different. Like, I really feel like my mom's like, we gonna make Has it. Has she like, jumped on board now? Nah, nah, nah. Nah? nah, nah Damn. Not happening. She's not having it. She's even with like, the views? You showed her the views? She doesn't care about none of that. <laughs> what she sees, she's like, oh, you smoking weed? That's how you want to represent your mother out here? I was, I'll never forget it. I was laying up with my girl one time, and she came. It was Sunday morning. The lady's supposed to be going to church. And she come and she's scrolling through all types of pictures and she on Google and all types of shit. And she was like, this is what you like. This is what you want to represent. Mm -hmm. da, 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 like trying to embarrass me in front of my girl. And she's like, low, she, low key, she don't know my girl like my biggest fan. Wait, like, 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 <laughs> like, 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 in, like in my bed, like legit. Like, and she was like, don't you see this? This what you, this type of man you attracted wow, to? Wow, wow, like, wow. Like, what? Like, my old girl, I hate her. But at the end of the day, she just going to have to accept it. Cause yeah. Like, I'm me, bro. Like, I came from you, and at the end of the day, you ain't gotta like what I do, but you still gonna have to love me. And if you don't love me, you can love me from a distance. It's cool. Like, that's just one of them sacrifices as, like, with anything that you do in life, you're gonna have to pick and choose, like, your battles, bro. And it's not worth it to just be fighting with my old girl every day. So all I do is just do what I gotta do, and she mm -hmm. do what she gotta do. Mm -hmm. And if she need me, I'll be there. And if I need her, she'll be there. Exactly, you know exactly. So. She'll see it soon. But Haitians definitely try to live through their kids a lot. Yeah, from they, they definitely though. project their dreams. They did, and and I really feel like that just comes from a lot. Like, from it comes coming from over the struggle. There coming over yeah. here, and they just want you to be all right, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. be a functioning member of society, but what they failed to realize was they gave birth to a lot of generation, like a generation of like straight creatives. Like it was like, every, like when we was born, like everything was popping out. Like everything was like getting started and we just happened to be the people that latched onto that and fell in love with it. So, you know, they'll be all right. Yeah, figure it out. Okay, so now you started officially rapping. When I was like 11, 12, no. Officially rapping, like on a microphone, when I was like 13, 14. Okay, but I was, like, you're the second person that, that said that to me in an interview. So yeah. how did it work? Who was recording? My brother, the same person who records me today, like legit. My brother, well, Crazy. I record myself, but he mixes and masters and all my shit. Um, that's my brother, Frantic the guy. Um, he was like 10, 11, 
What's his name? Frenic. Frenic. Frenic the God? Yeah, Frenic the God. All right, we got to meet. <laughs> and, and he's younger than me by like two or three years. So imagine he's 10, 11, and we plugging up the computer mic to his mom's armoire in the middle what of the living room. What kind of computer? Uh, he had an HP, I had a Dell. The desktop. Okay. You know how it goes back then. We talking Kazaa, LimeWire, BearShare, Dan. Wow. Know, you just took like it back. Definitely. <laughs> so we was really on that, but we was young, like, you know what I'm saying? And we cut up his mom's stockings, make little pop filters with the hangers and shit, tie that shit to the arm wow. bar, and like in the entertainment center. And Loki, his old girl, his old girl white, so certain things we can get away with at his house, we can yeah. get away with at my house. We were yeah. taking shit at my mama's house. Not in that Haitian house. <laughs> you feel me? So, Frantic Old Girl definitely, like, supported us on some, like, let us tear up her house and just figure shit out. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll forever love Ken for that. Like, that's the old girl. So, we started to just sound recorded. Like, it was 60 seconds on sound recording on, on Microsoft. And then once the 60 seconds come, you count down to, like, two seconds before the 60 seconds come, you hit that record button again and give you an extra 60 seconds. So, we go in a minute. You feel me? Trying to like record shit, and that's how we used to record. Like, I made a whole mixtape off that shit when we was like 14, 15, and like, I don't know, ever since then we've been rocking out. Frenic dropped out of school when he was 14, and he's been recording niggas ever since, and that's what he does as a full time living. So, I don't know, bro, like, since day one, it's dope, dope. Like, we ain't never stopped, like, we just never looked back. Like, I fucked around and fell in love. So, with where shit. was the music going? At that time? Mm hmm. Around the hood, like playing it for your friend, like my friends on and shit CDs. like that. Like on burning, definitely burning hella CDs. Everybody had to get a copy of that Everybody shit. Everybody was playing it. Yeah, like <laughs> just because, like, and like it got to a point where like it would just be me and him, and then he lived. I, like growing up in Miramar, he lived off of Pembroke Road, off these dead end streets, and then I lived in Miramar Club, which is off Miramar 37, and where I grew up with, in the apartments I grew up in, grew up in. Like, my, my dogs that I was raised with, they started doing music too. So it was like, I didn't know that they was doing music. They didn't know I was doing music. And when we got together and realized that's what we was doing, like, my house became the spot. Like, my computer might became, like, the recording studio because my mom was working 12-hour, 14-hour shifts. There was nobody in my house. So niggas was doing all types of stupid shit and illegal shit, but it was always recording, like, no matter what. Like... So my brother P. Smith, aka P. Dollar Sign, my brother T. Red, J. Getter, like we would just trap after school and record after school. Like that's it. Like that's all we would do. Them niggas would go bust their legs and do their shit, and I'd be in the house recording. Wow. And I'd come outside and do what I gotta do, and go back in the house and just record. Like so, it was just I never. I always had a steady stream of being in front of a microphone at some point in time in my life. Mm -hmm. Like there's no point I can remember not having a microphone and having access to a microphone. Recording some shit, like, never. Always. Ever, like, always. Dope, dope. So, you first decided to, well, you were you, you were working in a group. So it was, all right, so we were in a group. Because I'm trying to figure out, like, right. what your first project was. My I know Going Live, was that your first project? Nah. nah. I'm going to show you how late to the party you were. Okay. You <laughs> My first official project, like, yeah. like, Something that I would claim to be proud of. Like, well, because I have you on Apple Music. So on Apple Music. Mm -hmm. What do you so, You got Going Live, Boy Meets World. Yeah. And Town yeah. Those three projects are three projects I literally just put out within a span of what, three weeks? Well, like three weeks. Going Live, I wrote, recorded, mixed it, and released it in 24 hours. 
Seven Days Later, I did Boy Meets World, and 10 on Pump 4, I just released it. Those projects is just shit I just had to do, right? Prior to that, I released Something Light Volume 2. I've released Necessary Evil, Dirty Mirrors, um, Something Light Volume 1. But those projects, a lot of those projects were taken down for specific reasons that I can't really talk about. But you can go back to my SoundCloud and you can catch Something Light Volume 2 on there, mm -hmm. I believe, and Necessary Evil. Okay. But my first official project that came out that people actually know about, like that people got like CDs of, like that I don't even have is um, All Hell the King. It's called All Hell the King. And then I would say something like volume one. Okay. And then after that, like, I just had a lot of gaps in putting out music because for some reason we just had a lot of shit going on as far as being homeless, going through a lot of shit, like, you know what I'm saying, just transitioning and trying to figure a lot of things out. You know right. what I'm saying? So that caused a, a lapse in music. But most recently, like, like I said, I just put out these three projects and I'm not stopping. Not, yeah. I'm not stopping. Yeah. So now, who are the producers that you're working with? Because your beats are fire. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, on Going Live, Boy Meets World, I got production from AP Tracks. Um, I have production from Traumatone, and I have production from Young Land. And Play Mob. Play Mob would go. All Florida producers? Um, Play Mob is from Florida. Traumatone, I believe, is from Virginia, but don't quote me on that. Young Lance from Atlanta. And um, AP is from Atlanta by way of the Netherlands. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And how did that all come about? All right, so my biggest problem was not having production. Like, I'm a YouTube fiend. Like, I'm one of those people that, like, you can't beat me. Like, if I have, like, I'm one of the people that sit down at the computer and open a hundred tabs. While I, when I was working the nine to five, I'll give you an example. I had one screen for my actual work that I was supposed to be doing, and then I had another screen for like my real life. And it would be a hundred tabs of straight YouTube beats and shit like that. So what I would do is, I figured out an algorithm to get beats as soon as the producers were starting to upload them. And I would catch beats coming out of like five views, zero views and shit like that. And when I would find one or two beats that I liked on the channel, I just raid they whole shit and just like go through everything they got until I find something else. So AP, I started recording, excuse me, I started recording like two or three songs on his channel and everything he started putting out, I just started jumping on it. And then I, ho I highlighted them on Instagram. I was like, yo, I've been stealing your beats, bro. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like we getting it out the mud. A nigga ain't balling like that. Like I'm just gonna tell you straight up. Like if you can work, work something out with me, work something out with me. You know what I'm saying? But if not, I understand. And what did he say? And nigga was like, bro. Honestly, I didn't even think people was really fucking with my beats like that. <laughs> and ever since then, like that nigga just sends me everything. Like he literally took his YouTube channel down and he just wow. sends me shit. You know what I'm saying? So like I built that relationship. Traumatone was somebody that I look up to. Like as far as music wise, like he produces for Money Man. And Money Man is one of my favorite new artists. So I was just dying for one of his beats. And um, he had posted some shit on IG and I hopped in his DM. He gave me his number and he's been rocking with me ever since too. So, and my nigga Rico, uh, play my, he from Miramar. And that's somebody that'll tell you, I was I was hounding him and stalking him. like, And we we had actually had to get into it before he came to my house and sat down and like, now I, there's not a week or two that goes by I don't see him. And we just work all the time. So right now I'm in a pretty good space with production, but I'm definitely looking for producers always. Always. Without them, there is no us. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, 
Who are some of your favorite artists right now? My favorite artist of all. Because I'm going to ask you two questions. Who are your favorite artists right now? Mm-hmm. And who are your favorite artists coming out of Florida right now? Alright. So my favorite artists, period, are Lil Wayne. Um, Drake is a beast. Give credit where credit is due. My brother P. Dot Smith, P. Smith, P. Dot Dollar, whatever you call him. One of the best rappers in the world. Um, I don't know, man. I listen to so much music, it's crazy. I'm a Jeezy fan, I'm a Gucci fan. I know that's kind of blasphemous, but it's, it's music to me. Um, I fuck with Jay. I mean, your norms, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rick Ross, shit yeah. like that. But like my favorite, like of all time niggas that I can always listen to, no mm-hmm. matter what. Wayne, Drake, Pop, um, Dollar. Um, who else? I'll have to look at my phone. Okay, Florida. Florida, coming out of Florida. King Pong. Um, King Pong. King Pong. <laughs> um, South Park Poppy. Yeah. Um, have you heard of King Pong? He's yeah, coming out he's of Florida. Right. He's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. That kid's pretty good. Who else? <laughs> um, coming out of Florida. Me, Gucci, y'all know. Uh, she's from Miramar. She's a snapper. She be killing shit. Um, who else do I rock with in, out of Florida? I don't know, just the people that I work with right now. How about that? And then to see who I've been working with, you just got to tune in. Nah, you should say you should say their names right now. I shouldn't. Excuse me. Why not? Because <laughs> better left than said. Okay, so do you? I don't want nobody getting in their feelings. Okay, I understand. All right. People are very sensitive. Right? They are. They I are. Um, they'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you say that you had any influences? As far as what musically, yeah, life, musically, yeah. Um, Snoop Dogg, I tell people that all the time. Snoop Dogg ruined my life. Snoop Dogg's one of the reasons why my mom was like starting to try to kick me out of the house. Cause like, once I saw Snoop like French in the hell through his nose in a video, I was like, oh yeah, I gotta smoke weed. That's it. Like, I'm, I'm doing <laughs> that, that looks so cool. Yeah, I gotta do that. <laughs> like, I gotta do that. <laughs> you feel me? So musically, like, like more so like. Culture-wise, Snoop Dogg influenced me to be just like get involved in the culture, like just be like head first, dive in. Like um, musically, Pac is a big influence to me. Um, Wayne is a big influence to me. I listen to a lot of R&B, so there's a lot of R&B that I'm influenced by. Um, I listen to fucking Kenny G. I listen to Sade. I listen to all types of shit. But like musically, I'm just—I would say I'm well-rounded when yeah. it comes to influences. Yeah. Like I'm influenced by anybody that really just like makes quality, good music. Quality shit that can, like, good help music. You escape, you feel me? For sure, for sure. Okay, so upcoming projects. Upcoming okay. projects. Well, like I said, I just dropped three projects. Yeah. So right now you can all fire. Them. Go Thank check you. them out. I yeah, no, they that. all bump. Like, you guys looking for something to turn up to? I would definitely appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. It's not mumble rap, so go check definitely it out. Definitely not mumble rap. <laughs> you feel me? I'm trying to bring some real shit to the game. But um, you said upcoming projects. I'm working on a project called Truth or Dare. I might be working on a project called 90 Day Theory, and I might be working on a project called Reset. But um, I can't talk about it. Okay. Truth or Dare, though. I can talk Truth about or Dare. That. Tell us about Truth or Dare. Um, Truth Any or Dare? features? Maybe. I don't know yet. I'm, I might keep it intimate only because the type of project it is, it's going to be a little more like sample based. And like if you like going live, not even, excuse me, if you like Boy Meets World, there's a track on there. The last track on there called 520, 
526, yeah, 526, and um, it's more of like a sample bass, just like me really like rapping, less harmonies, less mm -hmm. melodies, just me like actually spitting some shit, mm -hmm. so I'm, uh, that's the type of project it's gonna be, so I'm probably gonna hold back on the features just cause it's gonna be a little more personal, but um, it's definitely gonna be something deep, and it's gonna be something that you could ride through all the way through, you might not turn up to it though, right? I don't think I'm gonna put anything like 808. Good. No, it's gonna be like passionate. It's gonna Definitely. be true. Yeah. It's gonna, you know. Yeah, a lot of. Truth. I understand. I mean, you got your turn up stuff, and then you got your. You feel me? You Gotta know. bring it down. Exactly. You know exactly. Um, so we're getting ready to wrap up. So, are there any shout outs you want to give right now? I want to shout you out for reaching out to me. And shout bringing out me Sage in. the God. I appreciate. It. <laughs> I, 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 like I feel honored to be one of the boys. So yeah, you're definitely that. one of the boys now. You went through the initiation. The people that fuck with me know that I don't have fans. It's yeah. family before all. You my fan, like straight like that. You part of a fan base, not a fan base. So any nigga that you see with an FBA shirt on, you supposed to feel like they're your family. If you in Mexico and you tweet out, I ain't got nowhere to stay, who got an Airbnb? Somebody's supposed to call you and be like, fuck Airbnb. Come stay at family. It's a family hood. You know what I'm saying? So it's a family hood. You know what I'm saying? So I really appreciate you for having me. Of course. I'm, I'm Anytime. Want you to come back. We'll talk it. We'll do a listening fun. session for your project. I'm definitely down for that. <laughs> you to come by the studio, come listen to some shit. For sure. Yeah, Invite yeah. me anytime. Um, any other shout outs? Shout out you for coming through shout to out. the beach. <laughs> shout out, right? I came, came to the beach. You got me out the trap. I'm in the beach. Um, no, for real. Definitely shout out to you. Shout out to my fam. I appreciate the support. You already know it's rocking. 40 smoke. You know how we doing it. And just everybody that fucks with me, I love you. Just know that. The love is real. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Who knows who's going to be here? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to King Pone and the whole squad for pulling up. Until next time. Yeah, man.